This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Remember, folks, check us out live on AMI-tv from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. 4 p.m. over on AMI-audio, you can find the edition of the program, that day's edition. Repeats of the program on both networks at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Check us out whenever you get time to enjoy Kelly and Ramya. Please do so. And, of course, reach out to us wherever you're listening in around the world, maybe on TuneIn Radio or OOTune through AMI-audio. Glad to have you on board and across Canada on AMI-tv. Kelly McDonald here at the home studio of London, Ontario. Ramya Muthan over there at the studio in Toronto. We're actually getting into the second book chat of the week for us because we had our um, book club meeting on Tuesday. And now we're getting into the chatty bookshelf with Ryan Huey. Who knew? An entire library could fit inside your pocket. I'm Ryan Huey. This is the Chatty Bookshelf, where we talk audiobook trends, news, and author interviews. How's it going, Ryan? Happy Friday. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Just quickly before we get in, Ramya, sorry to go back to sports. I was just listening to the last segment. Really? And I was actually... I was actually at Vendor Alley yesterday at the Metro Toronto Convention Centre for all the All-Star Games stuff, and... The one thing I do enjoy about the All-Star Game is they did the red carpet where they announce all the players and they come down and the amount of attention and time they took for fans, especially kids and families, was really great. That's sweet. Um, the, 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 just the time the play, it was probably, I'd say, I'm bad at distances, but maybe 500 meters, the red carpet, and it took some players almost half an hour to go down because they were posing for selfies. They were signing autographs with people. They were uh, doing all kinds of stuff. And it was the kids that were getting the best kick out of it. So that was something that you do really, because you don't get to see that side of them. You don't get to get that close more often than not. So that's one thing I did like, uh, and I do like about the All-Star game is when the the fans do get that involved and that That happy. sounds like the intention around All-Star weekend, I'm telling you. Like, it, it's not necessarily supposed to be this hardcore, you know, how do we feel about it? It's just supposed to be this relaxed weekend where people can get what they want from the players. I think they, it's also a really amazing social thing, but it's also what mm -hmm. they do for community. Exactly. You see a lot of really cool things and just stuff for people to go out and do. Even if you don't even get close to the players, there's so many other neat things for parents to take their kids to, to yes. have fun and, and that kind of thing. Uh, Ryan, that was in the afternoon, wasn't it? Yeah, it started in the afternoon. It goes all it goes all weekend, and our boys from Canadian Blind Hockey were there. I went and did the interactive stuff with them, shooting nice. the targets, and then uh, me and Joe got to pose with the Stanley Cup. So uh, the the keeper of the cup said he's one of the only dogs that wasn't someone's pet dog that won the Stanley Cup to, <laughs> to actually get that close. So it was kind of a cool opportunity for him, I guess. Well, I think so. I don't wow. know if he cared. <laughs> yeah, he probably didn't, but it's still for you as a, a rush to, but you got to pose with it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's really nice. Really cool. Ryan, you wanted to feature an app that's making waves right now for all kinds of book lovers, not just audiobooks. Yes. So this is kind of an ebook, uh, an audiobook, and a hardcover kind of thing. It's called Storygraph. It was founded in 2019. And it's extremely similar to Goodreads, which Goodreads is your Facebook, but for book lovers, you post your what you're reading, what you want to read, what things you're looking forward to. Uh, you can uh, just make comments, recommendations, those sorts of things. But Storygraph was um, something a little bit similar, but something much different. And it's taking the online world and the book 
lovers, book enjoyers uh, kind of world by storm. And it's really cool because I think I've kind of ventured into it a little bit. I don't have an account that I'm actively using just yet. You recently learned made... about it? Like you didn't know about it yes. for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned about it last month and I was, my intention was to try it out before, um, before kind of uh, letting you guys know and chatting about it, but I, I just haven't gotten around to it, uh, unfortunately. So there's some differences, but this one actually was, uh, like I said, founded in 2019, but was an extension or an add-on of Goodreads. But then the founder kind of got, uh, just kind of learned that, hey, this could be something on its own and ventured mm. out into the world and got some backing. And now it's something that's really big and has almost a million users. So uh, that's, that's really, uh, really great. Yeah. Well, do we know how much uh, Goodreads attracts? I don't know. I looked for that number uh, just to do a comparison because Goodreads, I, I've had Goodreads since 2010. So I don't know, um, like Goodreads has been around and it's just uh, progressively gotten, um, stayed the same, I guess. It hasn't really progressed. Whereas uh, there's two different versions of StoryGraph. There's your paid and there's your unpaid free bare bones version. And that's very that that's par for the course, right? With apps now, you got your LinkedIn, you got your LinkedIn Premium, you got uh, all yeah. the other stuff that is, you know, it, it's par for the you, okay. you pay and you get more features. Goodreads has 125 mil, so this is very it's, it's, okay. there's a huge discrepancy, yeah. but still there, there's a huge yeah. I, I was gonna say I thought Goodreads would have a lot, but uh, yeah, um, you know, for something new breaking the scene, it's uh, it's it's doing well. Um, and one of the best things, and I don't know, this can't last, but there's no ads, whether it's the free version or the paid version, no ads for StoryGraph on the entire thing. And one thing that's drawing people to it is that you can create your own lists and make them public or keep them private. So lists of books, whether it's here's the romance books I want to listen to, here's the romance books I've started and I didn't like. Uh, there's things like that. And I guess uh, that's really popular amongst the book community is sharing these uh, with each other or keeping them private and just sort of almost labeling or organizing your library. And that's what's, mm. what's huge your about Your top it. 10 and, of the uh, year or something like that. Because yes, these are like that. cataloging and, and I think apps. people do that just like they do with music, right? Yeah, playlists, I mean, yeah. What are some of the other differences from Goodreads that are there, Ryan? Like like lists, are, lists I think, are pretty cool, though, in that sense. Because people just love to. So what are you reading? Just like we start with you. Yeah, and uh, so obviously there's the no ads, which is huge. There's the lists oh, and yeah. no lists, and then there's um, no recommendations. So you, it's it's uh, from what I gather, it's based on stars. Uh, so you, you know, one to five stars, but you don't get to write a review, and that's people are very mixed about it. People hate it or they love it, and I think I might love that because I tend to avoid the reviews because. You might be mad at whatever uh, the expectation you had for the book going in. It didn't meet it for whatever reason, <laughs> and you take it out. You take it out, right? Or there's a new thing on Goodreads. It's called uh, it's called review bombing. You just give the person a bad review because you don't like them as an author, as a narrator, as an everything. So I think this might be. They might be onto something here, where it's like, okay, you Kelly gives it four stars, and that, that's that's all we know. It has. 25 four-star reviews, 35 five-star reviews, and that's it. And that's all we kind of know. It's Or, you know, it's got 600 one-star reviews. We know maybe this isn't what we thought it was going to be kind of thing. And I kind of really enjoy it. Kinda, uh, what do you guys think of that? Uh, yeah, that I, no recommendation I, I like and no it. rating, I, I like it too. Yeah, it, I like because too many people get personal for the reasons they're an angry old soul, and they treat it like <laughs> it's some social media event and just... 
and they, they, they steal a bunch of garbage. I don't I, mind I that. Even on Audible, it's... there's a lot of ratings and whatever, and I don't mind that. But the thing is, what I like about it's this not being... right? Well, you, like everything is, that's what it is. is very, yeah, but and, you know, it, with books, it's even more ridiculous when people say, well, I don't like it because because everybody's so different with what we like. It's the same thing for music and all that. But the thing uh, is, I don't, I don't mind it because it, we're really fighting about, like, okay, if there's a 1,500 million people who reviewed this book, then we would have a better sample size, right? Certainly, but it's when certainly. it's like a hundred people reviewed this book, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can take your opinion. However, what I actually like about it not having reviews and recommendations is that it makes it different than Goodreads then. Because Goodreads has everything. Goodreads, you can go in, get a quick star yes. rating, uh, go through all the reviews, go through all this other stuff. But this is Simply for cataloging and then sharing your cataloging if you want to. I do like that. a solid review. I'm not interested in just somebody who <laughs> doesn't like an author because the author's an idiot, right? It doesn't, <laughs> that means nothing to me. Because the reality is, Ryan, how many books do you want to read for some reason that Ramya or me might, what the heck? Who cares about that? But for you, whether it's because you like the way that writer is or because the story itself, hey, this is going to be fun. It's because it's something you're interested in and it doesn't matter how terrible it is, even if you finish and say, God, that was awful. But because you wanted it's to true. read that subject, yeah. it can get so pretty many generic. People, I mean, so many that's people so will, will not do something just because, like I find this with theater. When we go to a fringe festival, people are always asking, hey, what's a good play to see? Well, if I tell them this one, oh, okay, because they don't want to spend well, their money read the comments, without right? knowing. Yeah, you, yeah you, you either read com or decide for yourself it's an interesting topic, story. Wow. Go do it. Another and thing? then say, eh. I love this hot take. Yes, Ryan. And another thing I really like about this is, uh, so you know you have your, um, how many books you've read in a year? I plan to read 52 books, or I plan to listen to 52 books on Goodreads. What Storygraph has is you can do a number of pages versus number of books versus number of listening hours, which is cool. So you nice. can say, right. I want to listen right. to yes. 500 listening hours rather than 40 books or however many books it is. And I kind of right. like that. I'd like to see That's interesting. How, what kind of goal I could set if it's, hey, I want to listen to, let's say, 500 hours. Like, I feel like that's a lot for a year. So I wonder if, uh, you know, that how it kind of calculates and how would you... How would you know, oh, Ryan didn't finish this book, but he listened to four of 12 hours and just couldn't get into it or, or whatever? Because there are people that do that, mm -hmm. right, kind of thing. It so tracks a lot of different things, too. Like, this customizability is not just about the uh, yes. reading in terms of numbers, right? Or goals, I should say. There's a whole bunch no, of other stuff genres, it tracks. there's genres. There's all kinds of stuff, yeah, and I haven't really gotten into it, but there's so many Mood different things. Mood and pacing. I think you, it's almost like Netflix. A lot of that is great marketing and feedback. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then the one yeah. thing that's really cool and uh, that uh, have parents on board, even for the younger tween and, and teenage users, is that um, it has warnings and content that is might be triggering for some if they're looking mm -hmm. to read a certain book or they're looking right. to read, hey, this book has some swearing, this book has some uh intimate details about this or that or the other or there's extreme violence or or whatever in it and there's actually warnings like that which i think is kind of cool and even for someone like myself that's looking into it and and reading it and you think a book is one thing but then all of a sudden it's kind of something else right yeah. and you can you can see what what's going on there um or if you're one of those people that loves and can absolutely only read books with swearing and you figure this one doesn't have any maybe this isn't the book for you too kind of thing so it kind of <laughs> works both ways with that and I, I i like that there's there's the options for that now i just wonder is this like crowdsourced or is this actually hey this is what it is by the the publisher kind of sets these grounds that's kind of a thing, fair or, point or what, yeah 
Yeah, like well, who are we really trusting wonder, here? Yeah, and you also wonder in going back to the uh, stuff they gather and information, how much do authors care about that, want to know that? Because any author want to know, why do my books, people tend to kind of back off of halfway through? What am mm. I not? Based on these parameters. Right. Yeah, how come I'm not holding them? What do I do? Yeah. That must be fascinating for them. No, yeah, I think you're right, too. And another thing that gets people going with this is that the interface looks really cool. However, it's very accessible. So I guess you oh, have nice. the someone's finally figured out how to do both. I don't know if uh, how how it's worked, but I haven't had a problem with it. Just just rooting around in there and searching for books and doing this. But I think that that's really cool, too, if you're able to have it look nice for those sighted folks out there, but also work for us screen reader users and magnification users, too. Yeah. I mean, I think, first of all, every, people are going to get on this just because it's ad free. Just period. Right. They're, they're yes. so. Exactly. <laughs> it can't they're, last. Yeah. It can't last. Yeah. There's how long? No, obviously how long not. The ads come in. Obviously yeah. not. But right. it's a great headline. You know, like it's ad free, whether or not you pay Gets for it. Nice it. and addicted, Done. and then bring them in later. Yeah, right? like yeah. Else. But it is offering a lot of difference between. Mm -hmm. At first, you know, first glance, it's like okay, it's another version of Goodreads, but it's actually not. There are a lot more. Um, I wonder what that their first iteration was like. On... Why they updated? Well, back on Twitter, uh, before it was X, I, I saw a tweet about this, and it was like, hey, completely ad-free book catalog. And I was like, oh. And that's when I started to look into it. Uh, and I was, I was like, there's no way it can be ad-free. Nothing's ad-free on, yeah. online anymore. And wait, that was years ago? And it's still ad-free? Nothing in life. Hmm. Nothing yeah, in life is so far. Maybe once they hit 25 million... Then they'll start adding ads. There's got to be a number. There's got to and there, there's got to be a price too. I mean, if you're you're in it to make money, right? You're you're not. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, well, there's, there's that big it. side of it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Let the uh, authors and the distributors pay for it. All right, well, Ryan, we gotta go. Make it work your while. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Thanks, next bro. week. Audiobook Bye, chat guys. with Ryan Huey, and that's every Friday on the Chatty Bookshelf. Hmm. He didn't throw in one of his. Special endings. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, coming up next on the program, let's uh, revisit and weigh in on conversations from the past week. We call it Cut for Time. Grant Hardy joins us again. We'll get into it after this. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.